turbulent times call for clear-headed insight. That's hard to come by these days, especially on TV. That's where we come in. Salem News Channel has the greatest collection of conservative minds all in one place. People you know and trust, like Dennis Prager, Eric Metaxas, Charlie Kirk, and more. Unfiltered, unapologetic truth. Find what you're searching for at snc.tv and on Local Now Channel 525. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Have you ever had a bird get into your house? We have, on more than one occasion. My wife likes to decorate our front door with, with wreaths. And sometimes, occasionally, birds will nest in the wreath and we don't know it. And we'll open the front door and the bird will fly into our house. And we're, we're caught by surprise. We didn't realize there was a bird nesting in the wreath, and now there's a bird in our house, and birds aren't easy to get out of your house once they're in. Talk about a little bit of chaos. If you ever had another moving, breathing thing in your house that doesn't belong, you know what I'm talking about. It can be quite the scenario, can it? At least until it's out of the house. This is also true when it comes to people who discredit and distort God's truth. Before anyone realizes it, seeds of confusion are sown. And questions threaten long-standing beliefs. In Pastor Dan's message today, we see how Jesus confronts this issue within the Nazarene community. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Matthew chapter 13 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. good to be in the house of the Lord, worshiping Jesus together with you. We're going through the New Testament verse by verse. We're in the Gospel of Matthew. Matthew chapter 13 is where we pick it up. It's where we left off Matthew chapter 13. As I read our passage for us, we left off at verse 31, where it says, Another parable Jesus put forth to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field which indeed is the least of all the seeds, but when it, grow, when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree, so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Another parable he spoke to them, the kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leavened. All these things Jesus spoke to the multitude and parables And without a parable, he did not speak to them that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by the prophet saying, I will open my mouth in parables. I will utter things kept secret from the foundation of the world. Now skip down to verse 44. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field, which a man found and hid and for joy Over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys the field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls, who, when he has found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a dragnet that was cast into the sea and gathered some of every kind. 
which when it was full, they drew to shore and they sat down and gathered the good into vessels, but threw the bad away. And so it will be at the end of the age. The angels will come forth, separate the wicked from among the just and cast them into the furnace of fire, the furnace of fire. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. Jesus said to them, have you understand understood all these things? And they said to him, yes, Lord. Then he said to them, therefore, every scribe instructed concerning the kingdom of heaven is like a householder who brings out of his treasure things new and old. Lord, we thank you for your word today. And Lord, as always, we ask that your Holy Spirit would be our teacher and that you would open our eyes and our ears and our hearts to your word. Lord, I pray and ask that your spirit would be upon me to teach your word. And we pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, remember in chapter 12, the religious leaders officially rejected Jesus as the promised Messiah of Israel in spite of the clear proof that Jesus provided through his teachings and his many miracles. And so chapter 12 was a turning point in the ministry of Jesus. After his rejection, he began to teach in parables. And the parables really provided instruction to his disciples and and not really to the public anymore. Since he's been rejected by the public, now he really focuses his teaching on his disciples. And chapter 13 records seven of Jesus's parables, and these are known as the kingdom parables. And these parables describe kind of what we might call professing Christianity, And the mix of the crowd that was attracted to Jesus. In the crowd that followed Jesus, there was a mixed multitude of people. There were were some that were believers, some that weren't believers. And that's what Jesus is talking about here. We looked at the parable of the wheat and the tares. And that parable, along with the parable of the mustard seed and the parable of the leaven that we're going to look at, those three parables actually go together. And in these three parables, Jesus is telling us how the devil undermines the work of God in the world. How the devil undermines the work of God in the world. In the parable of the wheat and tares, we saw that the devil sows tares among the weak, among the wheat. That is, wherever God is working, the devil will try to undermine the work of God by sowing false Christians in among the genuine Christians. And these tares, they profess faith in Jesus Christ. They identify as Christians, but they really stumble people in their faith or they lead people into error and into sin by their own rebellion against the word of God and the authority of the Bible. And these tares, as we said, they bring confusion. They bring confusion. And so that's one tactic The devil will use to try to undermine God's work in the world. Next, we have the parable of the mustard seed in verse 31. Look at verse 31 again. Another parable he put forth to them saying, the kingdom of heaven is like a mustard seed, which a man took and sowed in his field, which indeed is the least of all the seeds. But when it is grown, it is greater than the herbs and becomes a tree so that the birds of the air come and nest in its branches. Now, critics of the Bible like to point out that the mustard seed is not the smallest seed in the world. 
Uh, The orchid is actually the smallest seed. And critics of the Bible say, aha, here is an error in the Bible. Jesus was mistaken about the mustard seed being the smallest seed. That means Jesus cannot be God. Because he doesn't know what he's talking about. And so, therefore, you can reject Jesus Christ, you can reject the Bible, you can reject Christianity, all because Jesus said the mustard seed is the least of all the seeds. Well, Jesus is not talking about every seed on the earth. In the Middle East, at that time, the mustard seed was the smallest seed known to those in the audience that Jesus is speaking to. Not only that, the mustard seed was used by the Jewish people proverbially, It was a common way of describing something very small. For example, in the rabbinical writings from that day, there's several references to uh, some things that are described as a mustard seed, uh, and it's used to describe the smallness or the minuteness of, of things. Jesus will use this phrase again in chapter 17 when he talks about faith, the size of a mustard seed. So it was just a saying that was used in that day, just like we have sayings in our own language. When it's raining really heavily outside, we say it's raining like cats and dogs outside. We don't literally mean cats and dogs. What does that saying even mean? You know, why do we say that? I mean, how horrific would that be if it was raining cats and dogs? So don't, don't let critics of the Bible stumble you and say, oh, here's a mistake. Jesus used a common phrase, hyperbole, from the day in this parable, which actually adds to the credibility of the Bible. If Jesus didn't use sayings like this, critics would argue, well, Jesus didn't use any familiar sayings from the day, so the Bible must be made up. That proves it's not authentic because he doesn't use any common sayings or phrases from the day. And so you have this parable of the mustard seed. Now, the popular interpretation of this parable is that Jesus is saying the kingdom of heaven starts out very small and insignificant like a mustard seed. And then the kingdom grows into a great tree and the birds nest in the tree and the birds represent all of humanity And all of humanity can take refuge in the kingdom of heaven. There'll be birds of every stripe nesting in the tree or people from every tribe and tongue and and nation. You know, Jesus started out with 12 disciples and then there were 120 in the upper room and then 3,000 were saved and added to the church on Pentecost in Acts chapter 2. And from Jerusalem, the gospel spread to Judea and Samaria and to the uttermost parts of the world, even to us here in Maryland. And we're some of the birds that have taken refuge in the tree. Don't say amen, because that's not the right interpretation. The kingdom has grown into the church. And again, this interpretation, the common interpretation is You know, the the kingdom of God has grown into this glorious church that now fills the earth. Now think back with me to the parable of the sower at the beginning of the chapter. If you're taking notes, you can jot down Mark chapter 4, verse 13. Mark chapter 4, verse 13. And Mark 4, 13, Jesus speaks of the parable of the sower. And he says, if you cannot understand this parable, 
how will you understand all the other parables? In other words, Jesus tells us the parable of the sower is the key to understanding all the parables. Now, in the parable of the sower, the birds of the air that snatched away the seed did not represent humanity. The birds represented the wicked one, the devil. You're listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City, Maryland. We'll return to the second half of today's message in a moment. But first, here's a word from Pastor Dan. It's my privilege to share the Word of God with you through our radio ministry, Ring of Truth. Thank you for tuning in each day. Hey, I would love to hear from you. Will you take a moment to email me to tell me how these daily studies have ministered to you? I want to hear your story. You can email me through our website at calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Thanks, Pastor Dan. Now let's join him again for the conclusion of today's edition of Ring of Truth. In the parable of the mustard seed, the birds also represent the wicked one, or the devil. The devil makes his nest in the tree. And what is Jesus saying with this parable? The kingdom of God will start out small like a mustard seed. That's correct. That's true. It will grow. And as it grows, the devil and his demons will make their home in the tree. Or in the kingdom. The devil will begin to lodge in the tree and take up residence in the tree. Again, he's talking about what you're going to find in professing Christianity. And what he's saying to us here is not everything that makes its home in the tree is good. Not everything that is in the tree is from God. Not everyone who claims to be a Christian is really a Christian. Not every ministry that names the name of Christ is really from God. Or glorifying Christ. As the kingdom of heaven grows and expands and more people come into the kingdom, that creates an opportunity for the devil to come in and find a home in the professing church and bring in false doctrine and bring in destructive teachings that actually harm the body of Christ and hurt the body of Christ. In Jude chapter 1, verse 4, it it says, listen to this, certain men have crept in unnoticed, who long ago were marked out for condemnation, ungodly men who turned the grace of our God into lewdness and deny the, our only Lord God and our Lord Jesus Christ. Jude says certain men have crept into the church unnoticed. They've crept into the kingdom unnoticed. Ungodly men, he says, who live immoral lives and deny the Lord Jesus Christ. How did they slip in unnoticed? They're birds. They're birds. Again, they're going to profess to be Christian. They're going to identify as Christian. They're going to talk like Christians. They're going to sound like Christians. But they're really birds. Birds in the tree. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 4, the Apostle Paul speaks of false, false brethren, false brothers who secretly came into the church. In 2 Peter chapter 2, Peter warns about false teachers among you. They're not outside. They're inside. They're in the professing church, false teachers, he says, who will secretly bring in destructive heresies, even denying the Lord who bought them. And many 
will follow their destructive ways. He says again that there are going to be false teachers among you in, in the professing church who will secretly bring in destructive teachings that destroy the body of Christ, not strengthen the body of Christ, destroy the body of Christ, and they'll even deny the Lord who bought them, and sadly, many will follow their destructive ways. A lot of people are going to buy into it. And again, for us as genuine believers, you, you, you look at that in the body of Christ, you look at that in the professing church, and, you're, and, you, and it's confusing, and you say, what's the deal? They're birds. They're birds nesting in the tree. Have you ever had a bird get into your house? We have, on more than one occasion. My wife likes to decorate our front door with, with wreaths. And sometimes, occasionally, birds will nest in the wreath and we don't know it. And we'll open the front door and the bird will fly into our house. And, and we're, we're caught by surprise. We didn't realize there was a bird nesting in the wreath. And now there's a bird in our house. And birds aren't easy to get out of your house once they're in. Uh, what I have found is those little bug zapper tennis rackets, they work for birds as well, uh, just so you know. I don't know if it's the electrical shock or the velocity of the swing, but here Jesus is saying as the kingdom grows, yes, it's going to grow and that's glorious and that's wonderful, but it also creates an opportunity for birds to nest in the tree. And this is one of the ways that Satan will undermine the work of God in the world. And we certainly see that happening in our current times. There's birds in the tree. False teachers are finding their way into the professing church. This really isn't something new. False teachers bringing in destructive heresies, destructive teachings. Again, claiming to be Christian but undermining the Christian faith, undermining the Bible, compromising the word, watering down the word, softening the word so not to offend people. Just like we saw with the wheat and the tares and how there's tares sown in among the wheat and it's confusing. And Jesus tells us there'll be birds nesting in the tree. The wicked one will find a place in the tree. He'll put his people in the tree and we need to be aware of that. that that's how it's going to be. And notice Jesus doesn't say that it's our job to get rid of all the birds in the tree. He doesn't say, so get your pellet gun and start whacking some of these birds and picking them off. He doesn't tell us to do anything about the birds other than just be aware that there are birds in the tree. And watch out for them. Just like we were not called to uproot all the tares that were mixed in with the wheat. We're not called to get rid of all the birds that are nesting in the tree. God will deal with the birds at the end of the age. But for us as genuine believers, true believers, true followers of Christ, we're to be aware that there are some strange birds in the trees of the kingdom. That they're there, they're present. The devil has, has people nesting in the tree. Don't be surprised by that. And for this reason, it's important for us to be discerning. It's important for us to test the spirits to see if they're from God or not. It's important for us to just continue to be faithful to the Lord and faithful to God's word, to not compromise, to not depart from scripture, to not depart from the truth. 
I think the best way to identify a bird in the tree is by their attitude toward the word of God and the gospel. And what do I mean by that? Well, if you remember back in the parable of the sower, the seed that was cast by the sower, the seed was the word of God. And when the seed fell on the wayside, the bird immediately snatched the seed away. So how do you identify one of these birds? Well, you're not going to find any seed around them. You're not going to find the word of God. By that, I mean these false teachers. Again, they'll say that they're Christians, but they're not going to have the word of God around them. They'll, They'll not use the word of God. Or if they do, they'll use the word of God very little. Satan wants to keep you from the word. He wants to keep you out of the word because you are born again by the word of God. You grow in your Christian faith through the word of God. So Satan's birds that are in the tree will try to keep you out of the word. And so you can ask, does this person use the Bible? Is this person preaching the Bible? Is this person pointing to scripture? Or does he use the Bible very little? Or not at all? Do I even need to bring a Bible with me? That's a, to me, that's a, that's a real easy litmus test. Do I even need to bring a Bible? Am I going to open the Bible? A shepherd feeds the sheep. A bird snatches the seed away. And so Satan will sow tares among the wheat. That's one way. And his birds will nest in the tree. And these are two tactics he uses to undermine the work of God in the world. Remember, just to be aware of that. And next we have the parable of the leaven in verse 33. Another parable he spoke to them. The kingdom of heaven is like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till it was all leavened. So, you know, a a leaven or yeast is added to dough and just a small amount of leaven or yeast is added to the dough and then it works its way through all of the dough. And again, the popular interpretation of this parable is similar to the last parable. The popular interpretation is the kingdom of God will start small in the world, like a little leaven in the dough. And then over time, the influence of the kingdom of heaven will spread throughout the world until it influences the entire world for Jesus Christ. And all of the world's going to be, you know, we're going to influence the school board and the county council and federal government and academic world and the business world. And Christians are just going to have this influence everywhere for the kingdom of heaven. Isn't it going to be glorious? Don't you love the influence that we are showing in the world, right? And how much the world has changed because of our great influence in the world. I'm saying that sarcastically. Now, Jesus was speaking to a Jewish audience. And in the scriptures, leaven is a symbol of sin. It's a symbol of corruption. It's symbolic of, of teaching that should be avoided. Leaven never refers to something good or positive. The Jewish audience listening to Jesus would have never thought of something positive. Leaven represents corruption. Leaven represents sin. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 6, Jesus warns his disciples about the leaven of the Pharisees and the scribes. And the leaven of the Pharisees and scribes was hypocrisy. It wasn't something good. 
Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. Pastor Dan has been teaching through the book of Matthew, verse by verse and chapter by chapter. As you listen through this series, we encourage you to read on your own as well. There's so much to gain from spending time with God in His Word. You'd be amazed at what can be revealed to you in a personal way. Did you hear something today that struck a chord with you and you'd like to hear it again? No problem. All of the messages you hear on Ring of Truth can be found on our website. Go to calvaryec.com and search for these teachings under the Media tab. While you're there, you'll likely find and explore other series or teachings that sound interesting. Are you growing through this study in Matthew? We sure hope so. Another resource you might find useful is our podcast. You can subscribe to the Ring of Truth podcast as another way to stay connected to the teaching of Scripture. We'll notify you each time we upload a new episode. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast on our website, calvaryec.com. You can also search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. If you're interested in learning more about the church that supports this radio ministry, our website has all the information you need about Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City. Come join us this weekend for worship and Bible study. Once again, that's calvaryec.com. Thanks for listening to Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that crack. Rings true.